Hey guys, Brad and Julian here. I'm the host of the Update with Brad and Julian podcast. Speaking of podcasts, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And the best part of all of it? It's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by recording this ad. What I personally love about Anchor is that it allows me to record my show from anywhere, whether I'm here in the studio at Kingsboro, or whether I'm on the road reporting from Washington or any other part of the city. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor FM. Anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Good afternoon from Pier 11, the main home of NYC Ferry. On the update this Sunday, the mayor is praising New Yorkers for mostly adhering to social distancing rules while enjoying the warmest weekend of the coronavirus spring. But Commissioner Dermot Shea said that officers issued 51 summonses yesterday, including 43 in parks with three arrests. We'll have the latest details. Netflix and chill? That's old news. More people are turning their gaze outside and taking up amateur bird watching as the pandemic continues to drag on. Football players and other college athletes are facing challenges when it comes to following nutrition plans. Schools are trying to help with well-stocked training tables and easy access to healthy snacks and protein shakes. And President Trump is on the reopening hot seat. He's getting ready to face Americans' questions about decisions that have been made by some states to allow non-essential businesses to reopen, while other states are on virtual lockdown. This is the update, Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020. This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And a very pleasant Sunday to you, Brandon Julian, the host of the Update, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel. Uh, today's road stop takes us to Pier 11 downtown in Manhattan, uh, the main home of the various routes of NYC Ferry. The, uh, the Lower East Side route, the Rockaway route, uh, the Brooklyn route, Queens route. I'm sure there are more specific ones than the Queens routes, but <laughs> this is really the main stop where all the ferries you can board to find the different routes here. And this is really the main stop. This is where they dock. Passengers can come in and board tickets. All that lovely, lovely stuff. 
<laughs> we have a lot of news to get to this Sunday, including the latest uh, coronavirus developments. The mayor de Blasio, he was praising New Yorkers for the most part, adhering to social distancing rules while out enjoying the warmest weekend of the spring thus far. Tens of thousands of people flocked to the city's parks and public spaces yesterday as temperatures hit the low 70s. About a thousand officers, as we said yesterday, were out on foot, bicycles and patrol cars, and even on horseback to enforce the public health restrictions, requiring people and their groups to stay six feet away from others. Police Commissioner Shea said that officers issued 51 summonses, including 43 in parks, and he was also aware of three arrests. De Blasio and Shea did acknowledge some hiccups, including big crowds at Manhattan's Christopher Street Pier and in Brooklyn's Domino Park. With 20,000 deaths and counting so far, the nation's nursing homes are now pushing to get states to grant them emergency protections from lawsuits alleging inadequate care. At least 15 states have enacted measures providing nursing homes some protection from lawsuits arising from the crisis. Now the industry is forging ahead with a campaign to get other states on board. Their argument is that nursing homes should not be liable for events beyond their control, such as shortages of protective equipment and testing. Watchdogs and patient advocates argue that the lawsuits are the only safety net to keep facilities accountable. Yesterday, we told you about how a nursing home here in the city said that nearly a hundred of its residents have died from either confirmed or suspected cases of the coronavirus. The Isabella Geriatric Center in Manhattan is among the hardest-hit nursing homes in the state, with 46 confirmed fatalities and an additional 52 deaths of people suspected to have had the virus. The nursing home said it had to order a refrigerator truck because funeral homes have been taking days to pick up the deceased. The nursing home said that it has struggled to secure testing during the early part of the pandemic. Mayor de Blasio called the death toll horrifying. There have been many cleaners of businesses in the tri-state area that have either lost their jobs because buildings have been shut down or because they refused to work after getting virus symptoms while they were on the job. The local service employees international union says that it's a common problem in the industry. The union is pushing for federal legislation that would provide more protective equipment for cleaners, extra pay for the risks they are taking, and layoff protection that would allow companies to keep cleaners on the payroll even when buildings are shut down. About 80% of the cleaners are immigrants. Yesterday, we took a closer look at Ramadan here in the U.S. For Muslims here in the States, there is no other time more centered around gathering a congregation than the holy month of Ramadan. In every corner of the country, believers attend community iftar meals to break the fast and then pack neatly into tight rows for nightly prayers at the mosque. Uh, on weekends especially, some may linger longer as they catch up and share in the pre-dawn suhoor meal. But this year, Ramadan is falling during a global pandemic. 
in the U.S., of course, with the world's highest COVID-19 death toll. The means being forced to mark the month in different, more virtual, and sometimes more solitary ways. back in the old days when we all used to say to our respective partners, the people we wanted to date if you would like to Netflix and chill? Well, that's old news now. More people are turning their gaze outside and taking up amateur bird watching as the pandemic drags on. Interest in birding has soared in recent weeks as bored Americans known as a fascinating world just outside their door. Downloads of two of the most popular bird identification apps have spiked. And preliminary numbers show sales of things like binoculars, bird feeders, and bird seed have jumped, even as sales of other non-essential consumer goods are plummeting. The trend coincides with the peak migratory season and nesting season, giving newfound bird watchers a front row seat to some of nature's biggest shows. Across the river from us in Brooklyn, we've been telling you about how a neighborhood has come together to help bury a stranger. When 91-year-old Winifred Pardo died in an assisted living facility in Manhattan, her family was in other states and couldn't be with her because of the virus. So a Brooklyn funeral director turned to people in her own neighborhood for help. She posted on a neighborhood forum asking if anyone wanted to contribute items like flowers to the service. And people responded. One woman did some embroidery for the casket, while others send over lilacs and daffodils. One of Pardo's daughters says that she was very touched by the gifts. And in Washington, the state admission of the Greater New York Hospital Association is simple enough to help members deliver the finest patient care in the most cost-effective way. But of course, it's more complicated than that. The association, which represents healthcare providers at the epicenter of the outbreak, is exceptionally well-financed and politically well-connected, and it includes some of the country's most profitable hospitals. So when it came time to secure its share of the record three point, over $3.5 trillion in federal stimulus money, the association was well-positioned. It helped steer over $11.5 billion in funding to the state, with billions more on the way soon. There is other news of this Sunday to address, and we will address those. When the update with Brandon and Julian, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, uh, returns in just 30 seconds. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Sunday. Out on Long Island, out of Freeport... One man is dead there, and another man is missing after their boat capsized. The 22-foot fishing boat overturned yesterday morning after it was hit by several large waves and rougher waters near Jones Inlet, according to Nassau County Police. All four people aboard were thrown overboard. 
And finally, back here in the city, a federal appeals court has upheld the conviction of a former hip-hop and rap promoter convicted of ordering the killing of a friend of 50 Cent. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals back on Friday agreed that James Rosemond was properly convicted of murder for hire. Roseman was accused of hiring a crew to kill an associate of the rap group G-Unit as payback for an assault on Roseman's son. The associate, Lodi Mack, was killed in the Bronx back in 2009. His lawyer had argued that witnesses against him were only trying to reduce their own sentences. Uh, Roseman is currently serving life in prison. Time for us to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this Sunday, we will help you get around with the MTA Essential Service Plan. We're going to talk some sports about how football players and other athletes are facing challenges when it comes to following nutrition plans amid this pandemic. We will talk about what happened on this day in history. And then in national news, the president is getting ready to face questions about the decisions by some states to allow non-essential businesses to reopen while others are still on virtual lockdown. We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, podcast exclusive and also on the WKRB Mix Cloud channel, uh, returns in just... Uh, returns in just a moment. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Pass it on. Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever. Because we've already pulled together. Stay apart. Pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Because the MTA is running an essential service plan for essential employees only, most lines will be running every 20 to 30 minutes. Also, there is no scheduled service on the B, Grand Central Shuttle, W, and Z trains. For alternate service, you can use the 7, A, C, D, E, J, N, Q, or R trains. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Welcome back, everyone. Let us talk some sports on this Sunday. Football players and other college athletes are facing challenges, of course, when it comes to following nutrition plans amid the pandemic. Schools are trying to help athletes displaced from team facilities with well-stocked training tables and easy access to healthy snacks and protein shakes. 
Many are at home with family members, but others are largely on their own in in off-campus residences. Schools with nutritionists or dietitians are trying to help through care packages, grocery tips, and online cooking demonstrations. Nevada offensive lineman Neep Brown says that athletes who, quote, really take care of their nutrition will be in better shape when they return to campuses. And two people have told the Associated Press that replay reviews could vanish in Major League Baseball this year as part of a deal with umpires that contemplates a possible, quote, monastery uh, monastery setup. Off-the-field movement could also be restricted because of the pandemic. The agreement covers how umpires will be paid for a season that's either shortened or wiped out completely. Uh, MLB has discussed restricting the movement of players, team staff, umpires, and broadcast personnel to prevent infection. Umps get 50% of their salaries for May, but nothing else if no games are played this year. Umpires generally make between $150,000 and $450,000. When we return on the update this Sunday, we will talk about what happened on this day in history, and then we will address the latest national news. Uh, The governor of Michigan says that the protesters who carried guns and demonstrated inside her state's capital depicted, quote, some of the worst racism and the awful parts of U.S. history. We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel uh, returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure, if you want. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. What about a bike ride? No, I want to fish. Oh, I've never been fishing. Honey, we can do it all. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not. Is it going to be long? No, sweetie. I bet it takes forever. It's not that far. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? No way. Come on, come on. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking, plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to The Update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel. Uh, today's road stop takes us to Pier 11, uh, the main home of NYC Ferry and the various routes that go through here. Uh, I've taken a little bit of time in the break to uh, uh, learn the different routes that's uh, learn the various routes of uh, NYC, uh, the various routes of NYC Ferry, and there are a lot of them. Most of them. Uh, most of them actually stop here. You have the Astoria route, East River, Lower East Side, Rockaway, South Brooklyn, and Soundview. And all of them, all of them, their main home, or at least one of the stops along their routes, is right here at Pier 11. 
Now they're supposed to be extensions, like a South, like a Staten Island route. Um, I still question that, even though the Staten Island ferry is free. But hey, if you provide Wi-Fi and chargers, then who wouldn't want to pay two seventy-five for that? Just as long as you make it MetroCard compatible, or I should say, very soon it will be Omni compatible. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this May the third. The highlight of his day came in 1802 when Washington, D.C. was incorporated as a city. In 1913, Clorox had its beginnings as five entrepreneurs agreed to set up a liquid bleach factory in Oakland, California. In 1916, Irish nationalists Padraig Pierce, Thomas Clark, and Thomas McDonough were executed by a British firing squad. Uh, They were among 16 people put to death for their roles in the Easter Rising. In 1937, Margaret Mitchell won the Pulitzer Prize for her novel, Gone with the Wind. In 1948, the the Supreme Court in Shelley v. Kramer ruled that covenants prohibiting the sale of real estates to black or members of other racial groups were legally unenforceable. In 1978, Spam Mail was born as Gary Thruck, a marketing executive for the Digital Equipment Corporation of Maryland, Massachusetts, excuse me, Maynard, Massachusetts, transmitted an unsolicited sales pitch for a new line of computers to 400 prospective customers on ARPANET, a precursor to the internet. The stunt generated some business as well as complaints. Also, Sunday took place on a Wednesday as thousands of people extolling the virtues of solar energy held events across the country. In 1979, Conservative Party leader Margaret Thatcher was chosen to become Britain's first female prime minister uh, as the Tories uh, ousted the incumbent Labour government in the parliamentary elections. In 1984, Michael Dell founded Dell Computer Corporation while a student at the University of Texas in Austin. In 1987, the Miami Herald said that one of its reporters had observed a young woman spending, quote, Friday night and most of a Saturday at a Washington townhouse belonging to Democratic presidential candidate Gary Hart. The woman was later identified as Donna Rice. Uh, The resulting controversy, of course, torpedoed Hart's presidential bid. In 1999, some 70 tornadoes roared across Oklahoma and Kansas, killing 46 people and injuring hundreds. In 2006, a federal jury in Alexandria, Virginia, rejected the death penalty for al-Qaeda conspirator Zacharias Musawi, deciding he should spend life in prison for his role in 9-11. As he was led from the courtroom, Musawi taunted, quote, America, you lost. And in 2007, British girl Madeleine McCann vanished during a family vacation in Portugal nine days later, nine days before her fourth birthday. Her disappearance to this day remains unsolved. And in 2009, Mexican President Felipe Calderon told state television that a nationwide shutdown and an aggressive informational campaign appeared to have curtailed an outbreak of swine flu in Mexico. When we return on the update this Sunday, we will address the latest national news and talk about how officials in Nebraska are still trying to go ahead with their plans for the state's primary, despite the calls from Democrats that only offering other forms of voting will help the spread. 
We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Have you noticed lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com Pass it on. Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever because we've already pulled together. Stay apart. Pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to the Update OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel at Pier 11, uh, the main home of the NYC Ferry Service. Let us talk some national news on this Sunday. We begin in Washington, where President Trump is getting re- was getting ready to face Americans' questions about decisions by allowing some states to allow non-essential businesses to reopen while other states are on virtual lockdown due to the virus. After a weekend at Camp David, Trump is planning to participate in a virtual town hall uh, tonight from inside the Lincoln Memorial. It's being hosted by the Fox News Channel. The debate is continuing over the moves by governors to start reopening state economies after shopping malls, salons, and other non-essential businesses were ordered closed. The shutdowns were done in an attempt to slow a virus that has killed more than 66,000 Americans, according to a tally of reported deaths by John Hopkins University. Over in Michigan, the governor there, Gretchen Whitmer, is saying that the gun-carrying protesters who demonstrated inside her state's capital, quote, depicted some of the worst racism and awful parts of U.S. history. Uh, Whitmer, the governor there, told CNN that the protests featured, quote, Confederate flags and nooses, as well as swastikas. Members of the Michigan Liberty Militia protested the state's stay-at-home orders this week, some with weapons and tactical gear and their faces partially covered. They went inside the Capitol, where being armed is allowed, and then demanded access to the House floor, the house floor which is prohibited. Some went to the Senate galley, where a senator said that armed men shouted at her. In the heartland of America, in Lincoln, Nebraska, officials there, switching to Decision 2020, officials there are forging ahead with plans for the state's May 12th primary, despite calls from Democrats to offer to only offer voting by mail and concerns from public health officials that in-person voting will help the spread. 
uh, excuse me, top Republican officials in the GOP-dominated state have repeatedly urged voters to cast early absentee ballots, but they argue that voters must have the option of voting in person. If the election proceeds as planned, Nebraska will be the first to hold a statewide election with physical polling sites since Wisconsin's much-criticized primary, which was played by a poll worker worker shortage and long lines. And finally, we'll go back to Washington because uh, COVID-19, the virus, would have stamped someone as uninsurable if not for the Affordable Care Act. The ban on insurers using pre-existing conditions to deny coverage is a key part of the Obama-era law that the Trump administration is still seeking to overturn. Without it, people who recover from COVID-19 and try to purchase an individual health insurance policy could be turned down, charged with higher premiums, or have follow-up care excluded from their coverage. Yet the Trump administration is backing a Supreme Court case to overturn the law, even as it promises to protect people with pre-existing conditions. That's unnerving to some Republican lawmakers that are in contested races this fall. Our thought for today is from May Sarton, an American poet, born on this date in 1912 and died in 1995. Our thought for today is, each day, and the living of it, has to be a conscious creation in which discipline and order are relieved with some play and pure foolishness. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020. That is the update on this Sunday from Pier 11 on Wall Street, the home of NYC Ferry. I'm Brandon Jewell. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. And I'll see you in some other part of the city tomorrow. <laughs>